Hello, I'm Simon Farrell-Green, and I'm the editor of Here magazine, and we're delighted to be bringing you this series of wonderful New Zealand houses, along with our friends at Alfirm Window Systems. Over the next year, we'll be talking with top New Zealand architects about a recent design, learning how it came to be, and why the people who live in it love it so much. We'll have beautiful videos, lovely photographs, and some great yarns. But we're also going to feature a podcast with each project where I get to chat with the architect and hear the story behind the design. It's a chance for us to sit down at length and hear the full story. From the city to the country, from large and luxurious to small and clever, I hope you'll follow along with us as we explore these wonderful New Zealand houses. Aucklanders snarled in traffic might want to look away at this point. Tapawai Beach is a 10 minute drive from the centre of New Plymouth, close enough to commute but with a feeling of being well out of town. Rolling hills and streams lead down to the coast. In the distance there's Taranaki Monga. It's a special spot, known as Motuhanga Whenua, it was traditionally inhabited by Ngāti Tairi and Te Kahui o Taranaki. And you can see why, Monga, the ocean, the river. Here, on a former piece of farmland close to the ocean, architect Brady Gibbons has designed a house on the coast with widescreen views of the Tasman Sea, built around a sheltered courtyard complete with swimming pool. To tell us more about the house and how it came together, we're joined by architect Brady Gibbons. Hi Brady. Hi Simon, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Very good, thanks for having me on here. Oh, total pleasure. Hey, so the other day we were talking about this site and it is, you know, obviously special, you can see it from the photos, but you referred to it as having a lot of movement and I, I really liked that as a phrase. It's not something you often hear about, about land. What did, what did you mean by that? I think the movement refers to the environment in which it sits in. Um, you know, like you mentioned in the intro, I guess you've got the monga, which is constantly battling clouds away or, or showing its peak. You know, you've got the river, um, Tapawai Stream, rolling through Tasman Sea out the front, the beach, the sand, the river changes directions through the sand. So just on that side, even on a, on a, on a stagnant piece of land surrounding you is just so many aspects of nature that move and change throughout the day and year. When you started designing, and, we, and, and while you were designing, how do you respond to that? What's the, what's the thing that you can do to, I guess, bring that into the house or, or have the house kind of talk to that? Well, I think the key thing, like in this site, because of all that movement and change and, and the weather of the West Coast, that the house really needs to be able to respond and adapt to that changing condition. You know, like we get beautiful days here with no wind, but... You know, th- those are sort of few and far between, really. Like, um, normally where you've got those beautiful views from the west, you've also got a bit of a breeze coming in in that direction. So, really, the house responds to that, um, to the to the weather, I think. And that's where um, it starts to adapt and move. So, if you can change and, and move elements within the house and, and change how you use it, then you are kind of responding um, to that change in the environment. What did you think when you first arrived what because you were involved before the owners actually even bought the land weren't you that the 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 sort of relationship predates the purchase of the land yeah the client came to us um knowing that they wanted to purchase a site out there but um they had a couple in mind um so we were involved with the client and and sort of going out there pick me up and 
take me for a drive out and would spend some time on on the sort of empty lots driving around um and, and just sort of talking about what sort of house would suit each particular site so it was quite a, quite a cool process to go through um and one that's not that common i guess when you know the client sort of selected you but you know you have the opportunity to have some input on on the section they actually buy mm. um, so i think on this one the key was that you know this one's kind of down, right down near the front and by the sea so it's it's more surrounded by that movement that we spoke about earlier yeah um and you know those sections are few and far between you know not only in taranaki but i guess around the country to get something so coastal and you know so amazing you know are so rare so that's probably one of the reasons why we ended up selecting that particular site it had been flattened hadn't it it had sort of had the top cut off it or, or flattened yeah I, th- I think uh, in the developer way yeah in, in the developer way um a previous owner i think had sat on the section for a while without doing anything um and and so a friendly local i think decided um to make things really easy for them how about we just kind of bulldoze the ridge off um <laughs> which kind of destroys a, a bit of the sort of i guess the mana of the site and 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 a bit of what that site actually is um and turns it into just a flat clay spot which which you know as an architect that wants to respond to the environment it's probably not the way that we would typically um approach things like that so some of those things are a little bit i guess unfortunate that that we would much prefer to work with that and to use the contours to create shelter and those types of things so yeah a little bit unfortunate but um you know it is what it is and and the site's so spectacular that you just kind of roll with those things it's lovely to have you know rolling sites and as you say natural natural contour and all that sort of stuff i guess the flip side of that is you've designed a a courtyard house It, it, it does fill that spot beautifully and you don't really notice that sort of stuff i guess that sort of form would have been a bit more difficult with with more contour or yeah i think the house would have stayed similar i think what we tried right. to do was replace the kind of ridge line that runs down the site with some of the built form mm. um i guess the sort of house is really divided into two wings and that back wing is on the southern side which is where you know we would have ideally loved that ridge to have been um we would have probably dug into that as a bit of a mm. bank and had that wing there so that wing sort of responds and, and tries to recreate that kind of shelter at the back and there's some elements of um uh, masonry block you know built with you know cement and sands and fines from the area and that locally that that is designed to sort of anchor that site back back into there so to kind of give you some landscape almost to sort of be, be mucking around with uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah ex- exactly and um you know unfortunately when they actually bulldoze the the top off um they sort of just push it over into their backside so when we started digging into there it was incredibly soft but it would have been amazing <laughs> to have um Built, built that up into a bit of a bund or something, you know, mm. and, and recreated that on the back because I guess the southerly um, comes down the stream in that direction. So it would have been great to have, you know, had a little bit more protection um, from that side. But yeah, some of the materials are designed to be a little bit hardier on that southern facade to sort of, yeah. you know, take that take that uh, wind that comes down there. Yeah, so you're actually copying it in, in kind of two directions and from the south and off the off the coast as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like here and and. In New Plymouth, like in Oakura, which is um, just around the coast a little bit further, you're in the lee of the mountain on a southerly, mm-hmm. but sort of from from this point back towards New Plymouth town, when you get a southerly, you come through, it sort of rips through for three days generally and, and pretty hardcore. And, you know, it sort of follows the stream where it um, comes off the, I think it comes off the Kaitakis uh, and goes down and, and the wind sort of really follows that and funnels it down towards the coast. So, 
yeah, it's a, it's pretty exposed on that southern side. So mm-hmm. so it was something that we really you know would have loved to have had that contour there to work with. Um, and, but and equally, sort of, the house the house is doing that, isn't it? That's yeah. That, so that that that's so it's not just. I guess I, I'd I'd always looking at the place. I'd I'd thought oh the you know the courtyard things about protecting you from the sea breeze, but actually it's both isn't it it's it's that courtyard gives you a spot to be in for both of those winds that's right yeah the southerly and that sort of westerly as it as it rips around north yeah southwest southeast um, northwest when it comes in so yeah it does provide that sort of sheltered central spot um for those you know for the owners to be able to hang out there and on on some days that aren't quite so spectacular how did you want it to feel because it's it's a permanent house isn't it but it is at the beach so what did you want it to feel like? Yeah, I guess we wanted it to feel um, kind of relaxed and actually usable day to day. Like, um, you know, one of the part of the brief was that um, they didn't want too many doors in the house or window coverings and stuff like that. So the house is designed to sort of feel quite open. And although it's a pretty generous, um, I guess, floor area, it kind of feels bigger because all the rooms are kind of interconnected. Like the hallways are just kind of spaces at the front of the building or the rear of the building that are part of other spaces so it doesn't have a lot of hallway space or anything like that so you know i think that when you design houses you you also um, respond to i think the time of the year that you design them like if you design a house in the summertime it's all you know light and fresh and open and expanding out but if you were doing the bulky design work in the middle of winter and it's all cold and dreary outside i think just naturally your your mind sort of goes to that so Mm. I think with this house, we really wanted that house to be able to feel cool, you know, on a on a beautiful summer's day with no breeze, open the doors up, go in and out, but also to feel kind of snug and protected a little bit um, on those days where, you know, it is gnarly outside and it's really howling out there. So I think some of the, um, you know, just the spaces and how you can open them up and close them down to create that sort of snugness um, was was part of the things that we wanted the house to feel like that, that mm. you could close yourself off into a little room still have the view still feel warm still have a fire and all those top, types of things but it, and that's know. and that's where your 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 polished concrete and your timber and the black steel and all that stuff starts to create a bit of a cocoon doesn't it whereas if it was a i sort of feel like if it was a sort of a crisp white box on the inside it would be you know kind of assaulting in summer and sort of cold in winter it sort of doesn't work for either does it no not really like yeah the the inside space yeah definitely worked on those sort of darker tones Mm. and and to get that through and you know we we like to do houses that kind of what's on the outside kind of reflected is reflected through on the inside so it sort Mm. of you know starts to tell a bit of a story about the whole thing and they all work um together rather than just you know a beautiful timber box with the white jib lining on the inside is not quite the thing that you'd really expect or, or want from this either no no but then on the outside it is going to silver off and and really settle into that landscape isn't it yeah it has already yeah. which is um yeah really cool actually you know uh, there's that notion of the old driftwood on the beach and just letting the timber do its thing and and that's something that you know i think this does um really well and it's and it's handling its sort of environment out there really well um mm. the bandsaw and face of the timber um, collects um, sand off the beach when it's really right. windy and that so you can kind of hose it down afterwards and the sand and that all comes off so you know that's just what it's designed to do and to, and to be able to do that and hose it off and you know it's timber and it just goes with it and it's, it's robust it's not you know not going to dislike being treated like that 
Nah, ho- hopefully it stands up with the test of time. You know, cedars, they've been around for a long time in New Zealand mm-hmm. in a lot of conditions, so, you know, it should um, hold up to it. Talk me through the, the sliding timber screens as well, because I think they're, they're part of that whole sort of idea of retreat and um, shelter and security, and, and both from sun, wind, you know, all those different elements. The design came around um, having something that could block the sun, block the wind, but still had a little bit of porosity in it. So you could see through parts of it, like the the sort of the bigger openings and the apertures and the screens is sort of above seating height. So when you're sitting down and the screens are all pulled in, you could still, you know, get out and see the view. Um, It's also designed to let a little bit of the breeze through. If you try and block out the entire breeze, all it does is kind of create big eddies and swirls and actually increases wind speed. So... You're just trying to slow the wind down a little bit. You know, it's all a bit of an experiment when you're working with these types of things in, in this type of environment. And we're like working with the hardware suppliers to come up with a system to lock them down. Otherwise, you've got these giant 2.7 by sort of two meter wide um, sails sliding up and down the building <laughs> that have got a bit of momentum behind them. So we wanted to be sure that we could lock them down in all the good spots and, and that you weren't going to have any issues of... Um, you know, those sailing off into the facade at sort of 20k an hour would cause a, a <laughs> bit of damage or someone's fingers or something. So, yeah, there's a it was a bit of an experimental and prototype process, but um, you know, really enjoyable as well. Like, um, mm. you know, the guy that built them was um, just fastidious in terms of um, you know, the angle of the battens and water shedding off it and the arras on the edges and all that. Like, he was a real craftsman. So, it's pretty cool to work with people that are passionate about it. Like, you come up with these ideas and for someone else to come along and sort of you know jump on board with equal amounts of passion is really cool and and mm. the clients get a real kick out of that like they enjoy moving the screens and you know it's part of their daily routine in that so to mm. see that enjoyment from from us to the guy that built it to the clients really um quite quite a cool thing that's really cool and then behind those obviously you've, you know you've got um apl architectural series sliders from Altherm. so they're they're giving you that opacity when you need it right so you can look through the whole house from the courtyard almost from the pool really can't you yeah you can so the, the i guess the windows are um just um a pretty standard um architectural suite um stacking doors but we align them on each side of that um i guess that that seaward sort of wing of the house so that when you are in the courtyard or in the pool you can see right through into the house right through the other side and out to sea so mm. it just creates that that level of transparency through that even if you're in the courtyard um hanging out using you know there's a, a really nice outdoor kitchen sort of set up with pizza oven and all that and outdoor fire you still feel a connection to the sea and to the coast so that was something really important that we wanted to have was that connection um to the sea on that side and kind of all those i guess elements of water in that as well like the pool in the courtyard the river to the other side like there's all this kind of connection happening through there and to be able to see all those things from different parts of the house, you know, the windows become um, really important and their placement does to ensure mm. that, you know, you have that sort of transparency from one side to the other. Mm. Mm. That connection between water is a really interesting idea, isn't it? Having water in the courtyard as well as out there and in the, it's sort of all around you, isn't it? Yeah, and it's yeah. yeah taken from that site and I guess our first impressions of it and, you know, you're bounded by the stream and the sea and, and it's just such a special place to have that, like to have both of those kind of... Um, water um typologies there is is pretty cool and so you know it's designed that you know in the guest room and the shower you stand there and you can look out a window down to the stream and all that so that connection of water even comes inside the house and things like that as well so Mm. that's a little bit of fun to play with um those things but you know visually i think it works really well 
how does it work over a day? What what's the sort of flow through the house? Because you've got you've got different zones and you've got different ways in which you might use it. I'm wondering what you think that is. Yeah, it's always hard when you when you're coming up with a design and you really try and listen to your clients as much as you can um, on how they use things and you try and read between the lines and you know you get to spend a year with these clients designing it. So you're trying to get inside their mind and, and understand what they want out of it. Like we can design <clears throat> something that we think is cool, but does it actually mm. suit those people? And so, so what did that, they what did they say that they how they would use it or, or, or that, how they live? I don't, I don't know if they said too much. We had a, a quite an open brief on this. And, right. And the way we work it, I guess, on, on projects like this is to involve the clients in the design process. So we, we workshop it quite a lot with them. Right. So, you know, we'll sit down in the first meeting and have like six shapes on a piece of paper and talk through pros and cons and all discuss it together and come up with something together. So what they want, I guess, kind of just comes out in the design by involving them with it. Um, yeah, it was pretty open so we were left to a lot of interpretation and you know things happen during the build and that as well like like one of the spaces was was kind of into the entry and it's kind of off the back and almost a service area of the house where we just wanted to anticipate having gardens and just planting that out and you know not making anything of it but during the build um the builders actually found that um it was one of the nicest places to hang out for two reasons one it had cell phone reception so i think <laughs> the young guys were hanging out there on their phones during their um smoko breaks and the other one is that when the sun comes up um, in the morning, th- there was yeah. quite a sheltered spot that gets that early morning sunshine. So things like that developed and evolved, and then that got taken through into the landscape plan and some decks got put out there and things like that so that they could actually use it. So, you know, I think as the more time you can spend on site with your clients and even throughout the build, things change and you can kind of adapt to it. So Kind of wing it. Yeah, it was yeah. it was like little unexpected moments like that, and and that becomes like a cool little spot, and they've got a table out there, and they can go and have a morning coffee out there. Um, so that starts to determine how they use that. So I think you know we put the bedroom down that end of the house as well. So in the morning you've got that sun, they get up, they don't have a lot of window coverings. So you know at this time of year it's getting pretty light at sort of five thirty ish in the morning. So I'm pretty sure they're up and at them um, not long after that, and, and then sort of move around in the house throughout the day to sort of you know settling down in the afternoon um, and into the evening on the western side of the house sort of following that sun around um, i think there's a comment i heard from a landscape designer here that um, people in taranaki are like lizards they just follow just follow the sun, the sun around and that yeah. so when it's out you really want to make the most of it so that's cool what were you most nervous about with this one i think it, it's quite a bold form in the landscape was kind of nervous about how that would all come together and look like when you approach the site and 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 things like that um i think working with the landscape architect as well like what i imagined is that the house was quite bold in its form but the textures and that were a little bit softer like it's all bandsaw and timber um things like that so when you look a bit closer that yeah the form's really strong but the materials have a certain softness and character to them to sort of so offset the, that the closer you get the more the, the softer it gets so that when you yeah. actually get up to it it feels quite 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 warm and soft yeah and you can sort of yeah. touch the surfaces and they're all kind of real you know it's timber it's concrete and all those types of things so mm. there's a little bit of nervousness around that and, and i think it's quite different um to to what they'd sort of had in the past and it was really interesting like um we actually ended up um you know getting getting on really well with the clients and um actually got invited to their wedding which was at the house um oh fantastic a year ago almost a year ago today so it was quite cool to see the space going from you know them living with with some of their children there to having 80 guests you know hosting a wedding there and 
and and some of their um their friends were quite um I, I think um vocal in their opinions of the house like a lot of them <laughs> had some pretty cool houses um um by by different architects throughout new zealand and that and, and were quite um I think critical of the design of it, um, and they weren't shy at telling me that um, <laughs> at, at the wedding as well. But but the kind of cool feedback was like, oh, when you actually hear it, it works, and, and so that was quite nice. And and that's what you're sort of nervous about as you come up with something like this, and you you know you pour your heart and soul in it for you know two or three years or even longer, and to get that sort of feedback was like, well, I saw the drawings and, you know, didn't oh, think so it was they going were, to be all they, They'd seen the drawings and they, they weren't sold and then they yeah, turn yeah. up to to the Hooli and, and, oh, hang on, that does work. Yeah, so so oh, that, that's, that's kind of good and, and, it, and it's quite a buzz to hear that and, um, yeah, they're certainly not backward and coming forward. So so it was cool, <laughs> though, like to get that feedback um, and, and cool to see the house being used like that. But What are you most proud of with it, aside from the screens not flying away and... And, and and it working well i think when you go out there and you see your clients and and they just look stoked out there um <laughs> like we go out there and um we'll catch up to them um you know i think on some recent photo shoots out there they invite the photographers and everyone for dinner we've had the pizza oven fired up and just to see them kind of proud and sharing that with everyone else i, I think is the coolest thing like when he sits there after, you know, the clients sit there with a, after a few red wines and, and they're sort of looking around, looking at the house and look back to you and go, you know what, there's probably not a lot I'd change about this. This is pretty cool. So I think, you know, those happy clients is really what we want. Like we're re- extremely proud of the building itself, but, you know, that they're happy with what you've um, come up with because there's a lot of trust there and, you know, coming to um, an architect to, to go through this process and a, and a huge investment in terms of time and money in that. So so to pull mm. it off for them is probably what we're proud of the most. What do, you, what do you think you'll take to another project from it? You talked about the screens just before, but... Yeah, I think the screens, and there's, there's a real simplicity in the, um, I, I think, the detailing of this. Um, mm. We were really, um, because of that again going back to that sort of bold form um really had some ideas on on how we wanted to achieve that without having to have big exposed flashings overlapping this and overlapping that so you know when you look a bit closer in terms of the detail everything's kind of really flush and you know looks really seamless looks really simple but some of that detailing is is kind of quite tricky behind the scenes but yeah you know we worked pretty hard on that and with the different material suppliers we had mock-ups of the facade built on how it would all work with the rain screen and stuff like that so um some of those things would definitely take forward and you know just like little tricks how you can turn your header block around the other way to get your overlaps and things like that on cladding so that you can line up like a timber over a block and it's all seamless it doesn't have to have flashings or anything like that like just those little little tricks and that are really quite cool um you know i think when we had the the national judges around um we snapped some of them taking some photos of some really simple things around the cavity sliders. And I was like, what are you taking a photo of that for? And she's like, I wanted to know how you did like these skirtings and that going in and out of them. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty big compliment. And then if they're taking, national judges are taking little photos of some of your details and yeah. you know, you've done something kind of right. So that, that was pretty, I got a bit of a kick out of that. That's cool. That's really cool. Hey, look, thank you. Um, really good to chat. Cool. Yeah, thanks. That was Brady Gibbons talking us through a house on the coast at Tapawai, Taranaki, designed around views and shelter. Thanks for joining here and Altham as we explore these great New Zealand houses and chat with the architects who brought them to life. We'll see you next time.